everyone. Welcome to The Bookmonger. I'm John J. Miller of National Review. Thanks for listening. This show is a production of National Review, and we're recording from the studio WRFH, the campus radio station of Hillsdale College. Our guest is C.J. Box, author of Three Inch Teeth. C.J., welcome to The Bookmonger. Well, John, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Your new novel, Three Inch Teeth, starts with a bear attack. Set the stage for us. What happens in this first chapter and what happens next? Sure. There's a young man who has been introduced in a previous book who has plans to ask Joe Pickett, our hero game warden's daughter, to marry him. He has a uh, an engagement ring in his pocket, and they're going to meet later that night. But he, at the present time, he is fly fishing on the bend of a river on their ranch uh, near Saddle String, Wyoming. And while he's fishing, he hears a huge commotion on the side of the mountain that leads down into the river. A grizzly bear comes down that mountain like a freight train and does not hesitate and goes straight after him. And before the guy can draw his his pistol out of his backpack, the bear's on him, kills him, and then drags him out of the river and caches him like uh, bears do. So that begins the book. Joe Pickett is called to the scene. It's the first grizzly bear attack in the Bighorn Mountains where Joe is uh, the game warden. And that leads to the rest of the book, rogue grizzly bear attacks, and then a really bad guy who's been introduced in earlier books who decides to get revenge on a on a list of people that he has tattooed to his skin and use those grizzly bear attacks as cover for his targets. All right, I got to ask about grizzly bears. You live in Wyoming. Is it normal for grizzly bears just to attack people? It's not normal, but it has happened, especially over the last five years. There have been more and more what the biologists call human grizzly encounters. Now there's a euphemism. (laughs) Yes. And a couple of years ago, there were three different fatalities. Two of those were totally unprovoked, which is uh, very much an anomaly but um, they did happen. In one case, it was a, an elk hunting guide out of Jackson Hole whose client shot an elk. And as they were starting to field dress it, two grizzlies, a sow and her yearling cub male, just attacked for out of the blue, through the trees, attacked the guide, killed him on the spot, even though he sprayed it with bear spray. And the two bears were still there standing over the body when what's called the predator attack team, which is like a a SWAT team for animals arrived on the scene in the helicopter, and one of the bears attacked the helicopter. The attack team killed the bears, but then they um, autopsied the bears to see if there was something physically wrong with them to make them be so aggressive, and they found nothing. I never want to have a grisly human encounter. I don't want to be a part of that ever. <laughs> t- t- tell us, how, how big and ferocious are grizzlies? The females are up to go up to 350 pounds. The males up to 400, sometimes 450. You know, they stand seven to eight feet tall when they stand. And the scariest thing about them is, well, the title of the book, they have three-inch fangs. And grizzlies, one of their characteristics when they do attack a human is they go straight for the head and face. They, and that's how, um, that's they don't swipe with their massive claws. They bite the head of whoever they're, they're going after, and that usually leads to either massive injury or fatality. This is a message from our friends at American Habits from the State Policy Network. We the people 
Do you ever think about what that means and what happened to it? We the people certainly did not mean an imperial city full of unelected bureaucrats deciding everything from kindergarten curricula to nursing home funding formulas. We the people mean self-government, a free people deciding most things in their families and communities and delegating some authority to their towns and states while passing along just a small amount of that power to the national government. How did things get so upside down at American Habits? We tell stories of real people with real solutions, all working to restore federalism and self-government. If you're a public official, come get involved. If you're a citizen, come and see the new standard for American leadership. No matter who you are, come help us renew the forgotten but not lost habit of American self-government. Visit AmericanHabits.org to learn more. That's AmericanHabits.org. Now, what's the best practice if you're walking a trail in Wyoming and you spot a grizzly bear and it's looking at you? Remind us, what are you supposed to do? Best practices are to make make noise, have bear spray handy, which is just like pepper spray like cops use, but it's about 10 times more powerful. In some cases, people are advised to have whistles to blow, to make noise, you know, basically to avoid bears. And honestly, most bears are hardwired to avoid humans. It's very rare when they attack. But usually when they do, it's it's when someone inadvertently walks between a sow and her cubs. But that's not always the case. And, it, and it's one of those weird things, John, you hear different things. One is, if you're attacked by a bear, you should make as much noise and be as big as you can and yell and scream and hit at the bear or crawl up into a ball in a fetal position and say nothing. So you have to make that decision, I guess, as the bear is charging. Yeah, don't don't run though, right? Stand your ground in some fashion. Grizzly bears can sprint at 45 miles an hour. They're fast. Okay, so bears are a huge part. Grizzly bears are a huge part of this new book, Three Inch Teeth. But of course, it's about people fundamentally. And your series character is Joe Pickett. He's a Wyoming game warden. Just remind us, who is who is Joe Pickett? Well, sure. He's an unusual protagonist. He was introduced now 24 years ago. This is the 24th book. Game wardens are you know state employees, basically, who are in, in charge of enforcing the game and fish laws in, in, on districts in uh, Wyoming that are sometimes as big as 5,000 square miles. So game wardens out here are very heavily armed. Um, they're usually alone. They usually can't get back up if they get in a situation because they're too remote. And unlike even, uh, you know, inner city cops, almost everyone they encounter is armed. So it's a very unique job, unique position. And over the years, Joe Pickett has faced all kinds of adventures, um, some stretching the, you know, credulity, of course. But um, this is the, like I said, 24th book. And, uh, They've been t- turned out to be much more popular than I ever guessed. And the last one is called Stormwatch debuted at number one um, across the board and stayed there for five weeks. Joe Pickett's in all these books. He's a series character, series hero. You don't have a series villain, but as you mentioned, you have the return of a villain in right. this book, Three Inch Teeth. His name is Dallas Cates. First of all, you can just start the series with this book, I think, right? It can stand alone. You might want to go back and read some later, but you can begin the series with this book, number one. Then number two, who is this guy? Thanks for saying that. I, I try to make every book so that a first-time reader doesn't feel hopelessly lost picking up book number 24. If there's enough recap to catch them up. But Dallas Cates um, was introduced uh, many books earlier. He's a rodeo championship rodeo cowboy 
um, who comes from a very dysfunctional family of bad people. He does some bad, Dallas Cates gets involved with one of Joe Pickett's daughters, does some bad things. All the law enforcement people in the area know that Dallas Cates is behind crimes, but they can't definitively pin them on him. But they do trump up some charges to send him to prison. It's something that Joe Pickett has always felt a little guilty about, although he's happy that Dallas Cates is off the street. While Dallas Cates is in prison, the rest of his family is killed. His property is taken away. His reputation is trashed. And when he gets out, he's out for revenge. A lot of crime novels, mystery novels, detective novels are set in cities. Your stories are the opposite. They're in the rural towns in the wilderness of Wyoming. What does this setting let you do as a genre writer? For one thing, the setting is almost a character in itself. Um, and, and the fact that Joe Pickett is a game warden means he's outdoors all the time in all kinds of weather. And what isolated settings tend to do is localize the plot make it much more intense and much smaller in some ways as people interact because you just simply cannot get lost in a crowd or be plotting something that no one else is aware of. So it actually increases the tension. Also for a mystery writer, a crime writer, police writer, whatever I am, there really are big sections of Wyoming without cell phone service. So a lot of the technological advantages law enforcement has in tracking people is not available you know, in the wilderness when there's no cell phones. This is Joe Pickett novel number 24, as you mentioned. Is there going to be a number 25? And, and how do you keep it fresh? There is going to be a number 25. I'm halfway through it, um, in fact. Two reasons, I think. One is that the characters have aged in real time since the first book. Uh, Long-time readers will have seen Joe Pickett's three daughters grow up before their eyes and move out and start their own careers, and Joe Pickett getting a little older with every book. Um, But also, I think it's because they're not simply straight-ahead whodunits. Each book has a big central theme and or controversy that that's important in the Mountain West. Things like energy development, you know, resource management, environmentalism, extremism on um, both sides. So I always take on issues in every book that Joe Pickett is asked to face, whether he wants to or not. So because in my mind, the books are about those issues, not necessarily about the plot. The author is C.J. Box. The book is Three Inch Teeth. CJ, thanks for joining us on The Bookmonger. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. Your reviews help new listeners discover us, and that helps us keep this show going. We'll be back next week with a new episode of The Bookmonger.